Nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. One in four women and one in seven men have experienced severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. Mental, financial, spiritual, and sexual abuse by an intimate partner are also considered domestic violence. It can happen to anyone at any time. But there is hope for the survivor. Today, we are talking to Nancy Irazo, who is a domestic violence survivor and advocate. Join the conversation as we talk to her about life after domestic violence. Hey friends, this is Sherry Jones, your Speak Life coach. Welcome to Sherry Speaks Life podcast. I'm excited you're here. On this podcast, you will learn the value of speaking life regardless of your circumstances. You're invited to join the conversation on your favorite podcast platform, or you can watch me live on Facebook or YouTube at Sherry Speaks Life. Are you ready to speak life? Let's get started. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Sherry Jones, your Speak Life coach, and welcome to Sherry Speaks Life podcast. I am so excited to come before you today to talk about this important topic. I come on live on Facebook on Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to help you make speaking life a lifestyle. And you may be thinking, well, what does that mean? And what is speaking life? Speaking life is taking your negative words and thoughts and transforming them into positive ones rooted in the word of God. So on this podcast, we talk about the power of our words and we always bring it back to the word of God. And I love being able to have guests on and also when I do my solo episodes to truly talk to you all about speaking life and how you can um, speak life in every area of your life. And that's what we mean by making speaking life a lifestyle. Um, just wanted to acknowledge, I see Reverend Diane on. As you all are coming on, please make sure that you share this broadcast if you are watching it on the replay, um, if you are listening later on the podcast or watching on YouTube, please, please, please share this broadcast out because sharing is caring. And this topic is one that really needs to be shared. Um, it is something that is um has impacted my life and has impacted millions of people's lives. And so today we are talking about life after domestic violence. And our guest today is Nancy Irazo. And um, just to share a little bit about Nancy, Nancy has a dedicated ministry to help women. She has written three books, Resilience, a story about resilience and resilient women. God restores your purpose and, and, and God restores your purpose. Um, she has a podcast show called Muhir Resiliente and where she interviews trauma survivors. And she has her own testimony um, of surviving not only just domestic violence, but trauma from a train accident. 
And Nancy has also launched her own publishing company to help others tell their story. So not only has she boldly come forth and shared her story, but she is helping others to do the same. So without further ado, I'm going to bring up my beautiful guest, Nancy Irazo. Good morning. Good morning. So good to see you this morning. And I truly appreciate you all being on because you all, Nancy is in Washington State. So it is 6 a.m. in the morning for her, right? <laughs> and she thought it not robbery to get up a little early and be on with us for the broadcast today. And we truly, truly appreciate that. Uh, thank, uh, thank you, Sherry. I just want to uh, thank you, you know, for uh, inviting me to be on here with you this morning. Um, it is, it's just a huge privilege. I love everything that, that you do, like in your work. Uh, I love seeing the different guests and just uh, tuning into your show. So it's a real uh, privilege. It's a blessing for me to be on here with you this morning. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, Nancy is a huge supporter supporter of Sherry Speaks Life podcast, and I just love her so much, and I love and support her and the things that she does. She's just so amazing. But we, well, I'll get started. But um, <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love her. Um, and so, Nancy, we uh, I'm going to go ahead and just hop on into our conversation. And the first que question that I ask all of my guests is, what does speaking life mean to you? And then um, that's a really good question. In, in Proverbs 30, 32, it says that we need to speak life into every situation around us. Mm -hmm. And so we know that words are very powerful. We know that it's, um, you know, the, the word of God always says that it's, you know, it speaks life or it speaks death. Mm -hmm. And so um, I remember that when I was coming out of my uh, domestic violence situation, I would always speak uh, negatively about myself. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't really notice it, you know, because it had been years of it. But when I came out of it, I would always uh, say, oh, I'm so dumb. You know, I'm mm -hmm. so dumb with every situation and, and anything that I would do. Uh, any project, any work that I was doing, if I would mess up on something, I would always say, oh, I'm so dumb. And it wasn't until, you know, like my daughter, you know, said, why do you always say that? You know, you're not, um, you know, and that really just like impacted me because I said, it's so important that we speak life into ourselves, you know, uh, into others, because those words are, you know, j just the most powerful thing in our lives. And so speaking life is that, you know, we're going to see like the positive you know, in our lives. And we're not going to be speaking uh, death and speaking illness and, and speaking, um, you know, things that, that God doesn't want for our life. You know, so, so speaking life is just speaking that uh, being positive, um, you know, to especially to others, but to ourselves also. Mm hmm. Yes, I love that. And that is so true. I, I talk about that as well, about, you know, how it's not just for other people, because sometimes it's easy to speak life to other people. Mm -hmm. It's hardest to speak life to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so impactful that it was your daughter that mm -hmm. out of the mouths of babes, they remind us and they will get us straight sometimes. Um, And it was her that reminded you, Mama Doe, don't say that about yourself. You're not that. Um, I think that was so beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing that. And so, Nancy, I would love for you to share with us your testimony um, as a survivor of domestic violence and how speaking life 
um, helped you heal. Amen. So I, my very first relationship was when I was um, 18 years old. And that first relationship ended up being very um, abusive. And so, um, you know, I left my, my Christian home that I was living in and I went to go live, you know, with, with this uh, guy. And so the abuse started right away. So, um, you know, he started physically hitting me. He isolated me from, from my family. I wasn't allowed to have any friends. I couldn't you know, speak to anybody on the phone. Um, it was several years of just that, um, of, of that emotional abuse, the verbal abuse, like the physical abuse. Mm -hmm. And so it just took a lot of, um, you know, my mom's uh, prayers. Um, she had a group of, you know, just like 30 sisters that were there, you know, interceding and just praying for, you know, for all the, for all of us that, that had left like the ways of God. And so um, it was, you know, after several years of just, you know, trying to leave that situation and going back to it, um, that I, that I finally was able like to break free from it because I would leave, but I would always, you know, go back because it, it's just a cycle, you know, mm -hmm. like, like that happens. And so because of, my age, I think that, you know, um, I was very naive. I just assumed that that's how relationships were supposed to be. Uh, like I said, it was, you know, my first relationship ever. And so uh, for some reason I thought, oh, I guess this is how everybody lives. You know, mm -hmm. they just don't, you know, show it. And, and this is just a common thing. Um, you know, and it wasn't until, you know, God, you know, gave me a dream or, or he spoke to me, you know, in a dream that I was finally, finally able like to break free from that. Um, and so, so like I said, at the beginning, you know, once I was out of that situation, then that's when, um, everything, you know, just had to drastically change in my life. You know, I couldn't speak, uh, negatively or, or, or bad things to myself anymore. But I had to uh, change, first of all, like my my mentality, um, know that I was, you know, that, that, that I am a child of God, um, that I'm loved by God, you know, that everything has a purpose. And then, um, you know, once I was able to, you know, forgive, um, like to start start with that healing process, because it's a process, you know, it doesn't happen, you know, from one night, you know, to another. Um, then just that, um, getting into God's word and just repeating all of that. That's what, you know, speaking life is about, you know, speaking like the truth and, and knowing all of that. That's what, um, you know, kept me going every day because it wasn't easy, you know, like you uh, come out of a situation like that and it's very uh, hard not to, um, have those memories and to, to, to just think about everything like that, that you suffered, like the trauma that, that, that we go through. And so it's just important that we're, um, or what really helped me was being in the word of God, you know, just every day having that, um, that devotional time, you know, um, scripture, prayer, you know, having that intimate relationship with God, that's what helped me, uh, to be able to, to, to come out of it. Um, you know, a lot of women, even if they come out of the situation physically, like they're able to 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 leave that person, sometimes they stay, you know, emotionally attached or or they stay attached to, to that situation and they're never able like to break free from it. 
And mm. so us, you know, as 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 daughters of God, we we need to be set free, you know, and and be able to to let go of, of everything that we've gone through. Um, so that so that later then we are able like to help other women or to help other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, so powerful. So powerful. I mean, there was so much in that. Um, but when you were talking about um, the fact that you would leave and then you would always go back, um, I've heard that it can take up to seven times uh, for someone to leave um, and, and not go back, you know, to actually break free. And then the power of your mother and yeah. those women of God <laughs> coming together to pray for all of you all, you know, um, that had lost your way. That was so amazing. Um, and then, like you said, um, speaking life to yourself, diving into the word. Mm -hmm. But the part that you talked about as well with the mental, being able to break free physical Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the easiest part, even though that's the hardest, that's hard as well. But sometimes, okay, I can leave physically, but my heart, my mind, my spirit is still there. And everything that I went through and everything that I experienced is still, you know, connected in my spirit. And that's like you said, where we have to dive into the word of God, where we have to speak life to ourselves and have that support system and have those people loving on us to help us to truly break free. Mm. Yes. So good. Thank you so much for that testimony. And so, Nancy, although, as I said in the top of the broadcast, domestic violence is prevalent. I mean, it can happen to anybody, anywhere. Um, but often we don't think about it happening in the church. Um, some way we think the church is immune um, mm -hmm. to this situation, but it is not. Um, and so how does that impact survivors and their ability to seek help, um, you know, from ministries um, when um, ministry doesn't like to talk about it? Right, right. Um, I really like this is like my most passionate subject is this one specifically because, um, like I said, um, I was in that first domestic violence situation, you know, when I was 18, I was able to break free, I was, you know, delivered, I was um, healed. And then I found me um, like in the church, you know, several years after, I think it was like eight years passed by, then, you know, I waited in the Lord, and I got married, you know, in church. And what ended up happening to me was that I was in church when again, I went through mm -hmm. domestic violence. And so that's why nowadays, you know, I'm able like to just passionately speak about this because it's something that, like you said, we think, no, no, this could never happen in church, you know, because it's people that are serving God. It's people that have a relationship with God, but it happened to me. And so now I'm able to speak, you know, on this subject. And so um, when when I went through this with with my husband, uh, we were both, you know, serving in church. Everything uh, seemed to be, you know, going the, the correct way. And so, um, you know, after I, I went through that, I was very, you know, embarrassed. I felt ashamed. I said, you know, maybe, um, you know, something was wrong because um, I, I, I had gone through it. This was like my second time and this time inside of the church. And so um, I think that it's it's harder when women that are or when people that are in church uh, go through the domestic violence because it's more of a moral issue like or the way that I see it, it's more of a moral issue 
because we're taught in the Bible, you know, there's different scriptures, you know, women be submissive to your husbands. Mm -hmm. And so when, when that happens inside of the church, and let's say your husband, you know, he's a deacon, a minister, even mm -hmm. pastor, you know, and here they are physically, you know, putting like their hands on you, you know, um, hurting you physically, uh, being em uh, emotional, abusive, uh, being financially abusive, you know, all of that. It's something that sometimes as Christians, we think, oh, um, you know, this is the way that we're supposed to live. And so it is there. It's much harder when you're in the church, because first of all, you know, there's that sense of embarrassment. You know, we don't want to um, make our, 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 our spouse, um, you know, we, we don't want our personal lives to be known, you know, in the whole congregation. And right. so it's very, very difficult, uh, you know, because there's there's always those certain scriptures that are taken out of context mm -hmm. and are are even said, you know, to women, you know, when they're being abused, you know, when they're being hit. Oh, the Bible says you need to be submissive to me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I first started speaking on this, it was just a huge eye opener when we had our very first session. Um, where we uh, did, you know, a private um, session, a, a just Zoom session. And I had, you know, ministers' wives, you know, come to this session. I had um, so many different sisters, you know, say I wasn't able to get a divorce, uh, you know, because my church didn't allow it. Or um, I had to go through so many steps. I had to prove that I went to the hospital, you know, for the, uh, you know, people at church like to do something about it. And so it just really, it, it breaks your heart, like to hear those stories where they didn't receive like the help that they should have, you know, received. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of these stories are, you know, like several years back when it was more of a taboo subject where absolutely it wasn't spoken about. And maybe they both uh, went and spoke with the pastor and then they just spoke it there and it, it continued. Mm -hmm. And so it's just... Um, you know, very hard, like, like to seek help um, in that, in those situations, but it's so important that we do that. And that's why, like, I'm really bringing awareness on it. Um, I always, you know, that's all over, like, my social media. Mm -hmm. I'm always posting that. And we do have those private sessions where we're able, like, to um, answer questions and just give out resources and, 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 and try to help people that are still in that situation or that want to be of help in their own congregation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everything you said was so, I mean, on point with that, like you said, in the, in the church, it is harder because like you said, you have that moral compass, you have those scriptures that are manipulated and misused, um, you know, to hoard over the woman's head. And like you said, I mean, the fact that um, an abuser would use scripture while he's abusing you. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I just, oh, but I know that's real. Yeah. And, and that's what um, is done. And so the church has to step up. Mm -hmm. it, it, the church has to open up and understand um, how to help um, those that are experiencing and survivors of domestic violence. And it shouldn't be... Um, 
like you said, like a like so hard to talk about um, and so hard that you have to prove it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like you said, just a reputation, because, you know, we're big on reputation. We say we're not, but we're big on reputation in the church. You know, oh, you can't talk about the pastor. You can't talk about the deacon. Uh, you can't say this and you can't say that. But if if they're wrong, they're just wrong. So, so yeah, so we definitely need to talk about that. And so that leads into my next question. As you mentioned, um, sometimes couples go to the pastor and they talk to the pastor and nothing is done. Uh, so how can ministry and church leaders better support survivors of domestic violence? Um, so it's very important that we be educated, um, that we receive as much information as we can. Um, in our sessions that we do, I have, you know, different people that come and, and speak and give uh, resources. So I have a, a male pastor. He himself went through the domestic violence. And so I, I really, really just love like when, when he's on there with us because him, you know, being a male, which we don't hear too much about because it's it's more of a, uh, you know, they don't want to you know, because they're a man and they don't want to speak that they've gone through it as well. Mm-hmm. And so him, he's an actual uh, psychologist. And then I have another, um, she's a pastor's daughter. She works for the domestic violence um, victims unit, you know, in, in her state, in her um, court, you know. And so she gives information on what our rights are, you know, inside of the church. And that's, you know, information that we've probably never heard, you know, in our congregations. And so we just um, find that it's so important that we get this information out there and that it could reach. So whenever we do these sessions, you know, we invite anybody, you know, that, that mm-hmm. wants to come and just learn about it. And some of the people that have joined us is because they're, they're at a church and they want uh, to see how they are able to like to help. Um, you know, even if them themselves have never gone through it, they don't know anybody, you know, that that's gone through it, but because they want information, they want to know what the rights are, you know, what you can actually do, what, what's permitted, you know, uh, what's allowed, um, all of that. So my, my thing would be just that, um, you know, like the ministry, like the leadership, leadership needs to be, um, educated and just well-informed you know, about what um, what resources are out there, what can be legally done. Um, and so just be like, well, you know, good information is what's needed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And that sounds really good. Those sessions that you're having um, are absolutely amazing. Uh, and so if someone wanted to attend one of your sessions, how should they should they reach out to you on Facebook? Um, yes, if they could do that. um because what we do, we have them register. Of course, it's, you know, a free thing, but we do have them register just so we know who's going to be there and then the reason why they want to attend. And then we'll send them the link there. And then um, I've, I have had people that, you know, connect and they're, you know, with their cameras off and their name is not, you know, listed on there. And they'll send me private questions that they want me to ask, um, you know, be because usually like when it's a church um, setting or anything that has to do, you know, with the churches, we are more of a, you know, closed um, community mm-hmm. in a sense of that uh, we know like a lot of, you know, each other. So right. um, sometimes we want to ask questions, but we don't want, you know, somebody else to know that that we're even asking them. We might right. have a family member that's going through something. We might know somebody that doesn't want to speak about it yet. 
And so, yeah, so so these sessions, um, if anybody is interested in coming, we do do them. Sometimes they're just in Spanish, sometimes just English, or sometimes we do them bilingual. So depending who ends up going to the sessions, um, then that's how we determine, you know, if we're only going to speak one language or if we're going to do both. So anybody is welcome, like, to join. Um, and, yeah, they would just send me, a, like, a message, and I'll send them, like, the registration link. Okay, awesome, awesome. And for the um, benefit of our podcast listeners, I put um, Nancy's how to follow her on Facebook. Um, it's Resilience by Nancy Irazo. Um, her last name is spelled E-R-A-Z-O. And so if you follow her page, you can send her a message, you know, just let her know you're interested in attending the session. And as she said, you can be anonymous during the sessions because we understand discretion, um, but we want you to get the help that you need. Um, and and to be able to um, help ministry leaders and empower churches to really address this issue. And if you're a victim of domestic violence um, yourself, that you can attend these sessions, or if you're a survivor and you need help, what, whatever the case may be, um, you can attend these sessions. And so definitely connect with her on Resilience by Nancy Arazo on Facebook and send her a message um, so that you can be included in these sessions. Thank you so much for sharing that, Nancy. That is so so important. Um, and so, Nancy, um, also, I wanted to ask you, what advice um, would you give to someone that is um, currently in the midst that's experiencing domestic violence? What would you say to that woman um, that's out there listening and and she's going through and she just doesn't know what to do? Right. Um, so the, the hardest thing for me, I remember, was um, actually uh, speaking, uh, seeking help. You know, I, I never, it never crossed my mind that I needed help, you know, again, because I was at such a young age, um, I didn't, you know, want to cause embarrassment to my family. I didn't want anybody to know about it. Um, you know, I would go to work, you know, with bruises, um, you know, just like, you know, black eyes and just all of these, you know, things that I'm like, um, how come I didn't just, you know, uh, like talk to somebody about it? And so my advice to anybody that's going through it, you know, right now or that um, thinks that somebody might be going through it is just to seek help, you know, find somebody a trustworthy that that you can talk to them about it. You know, even if you because um, because the biggest thing is that that we um like decide like that, that we do need help. I remember that when I was in that situation, I kept thinking to myself, no, things are going to get better, but things only get worse. Mm -hmm. You know, in my mind, I was like, oh no, you know, he's going to stop acting this way. Uh, one of these days he's going to see that, that he does love me and that he doesn't need to treat me this way. And so in my mind, I just, for some reason, I thought that he would change without him you know, even acknowledging that, that, that he was doing something wrong. And so my advice that I would give to, to, to somebody that's, you know, in a situation where they feel unsafe, you know, where they're in danger, you know, where they're putting like their children in danger is just to find somebody that, that they can talk to about it. Um, sometimes it's easier to talk to like a stranger because they're, they're not involved. They don't know the person, um, but, you know, even I mean, the most um, like logical thing would be like like a family member. But sometimes that's just not possible. 
Um, so my advice would be just to uh, seek help. Um, you know, there's so many, there's the national, you know, hotline. Um, there's uh, places that, that you can call and just tell them your situation. I remember, you know, one occasion something, you know, happened to me and I told a cold, uh, my, my coworker, you know, what had happened. And, and I told her, I said, does that seem like something like bad to you? And she was so wise. I just, you know, praise God because God always, you know, places the right people in my life. And she told me, she, she, she told me, why don't you call this number? She's like, and tell them what happened to you. And they'll let you know if that's something that, that, that like you could legally do something about it. And so I did do that and it ended up being, you know, an assault, you know, on my life. And I didn't even like see it that way. But when I, you know, spoke it out to this person, they said, no, they, they said, if a stranger would have come and done this to you, you would have called mm -hmm. 911, that person would have been arrested immediately. And they're like, just because you know, this person, you know, doesn't, you know, it was an assault, you know, and so it was, um, it, it's just so important that we uh, uh, seek somebody like to talk with. And I always like to put myself out there and say, you know, if you don't have anybody else that you could talk to, you know, I'm here to like to listen to you. And mm -hmm. I've had, you know, different women, uh, you know, different states, different countries that have reached out to me, oh, wow. you know, and, and have just told me what they're going through, you know, and, and I'm always um, available, you know, I mean, I'm a very busy person, but, you know, if somebody sends me a message, oh, I need to speak to you, you know, I stop what I'm doing and I take that call, you know, I, I, I give that time to that person. So I would say, you know, my advice is just to uh, find somebody that that you can uh, talk to. Yeah. Yeah. That is so important. Like you said, someone that you can talk to, someone trusted. And that was um, powerful advice that your coworker gave. She made you think about it like, well, if a stranger did this, mm -hmm. would it be it, it's no different. Just because you know the person is still the same thing. And while you were talking, I was um, pulling up the domestic violence hotline. Um, so give me one moment. I'm just going to put that up real quick. Um, domestic violence hotline. I don't, I don't know why I didn't think about putting this um, on here before. Uh, but for you all that may be out there and you don't have anyone to talk to, but you just want to know, you know, more. And like you said, ask those questions as what I'm, as what I'm going through, consider domestic violence. Then that's the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 800-799-7233. 800-799-7233. So we want you to ask for help. And as Nancy mentioned before, men and women can go through domestic violence. It is not gender specific. It can happen to anyone at any time. And men go through it too. As you mentioned before, sometimes it's a little harder for them to speak up because you know, either they think, well, this makes them less than a man because they're going through this and this kind of thing. So it's a whole nother layer with that. But we want to encourage you men out there and women, if you are going through domestic violence, seek help. As Nancy says, talk to somebody. There is someone out there that you can talk to. And so, Nancy, you know, as you know, on the podcast, we always bring it back to the word. And before the broadcast, I ask you for a scripture that particularly helped you during your healing journey. And so you shared um, 2 Timothy 1, 
one um, first chapter and the seventh verse. And so I'm going to read this into our hearing and then ask Nancy to expound on it. And it says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. That's Second Timothy 1, 7, and that's the English Standard Version. And so Nancy, share with us how this scripture was a blessing to you. Yes, yeah, so um, this is a very treasured uh, scripture for me. It's the one that I ended up using, you know, on my first book. This is how I began, like, my first book. Um, because I always lived with the spirit of fear. Um, you know, when I started that first relationship, you know, my life was always in fear. I was always fearful of, that I might say the right, the wrong thing, that I might do the wrong thing that I might, um, you know, cause him like to get upset. And so I always lived in that life of fear. You know, uh, when I broke free from that, um, you know, I was able to, to, to come back to the Lord and to be restored and to go through that healing process. Then that's when I was finally able to break free, you know, from that fear, you know, that I had lived with for several, several years. And so um, I love the scripture because it says, you know, not a fear, but of power. And so God has given us, you know, that uh, power, that authority, you know, in, in Matthew, it speaks about, you know, when Jesus was with his disciples and he says, I have given you authority, you know, over everything, you know, there's nothing that, 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 that you should be fearful of. And so we have that power in God. And that's why it's so important that we have that, that true uh, intimate relationship with God so that we're made aware of the power that we actually possess. Um, you know, and it says, and love, you know, that love, it says, you know, how will you know that, that you're my children? Because we're going to love one another, you know, cause we're going to be like Christ. We're going to have that love, um, you know, for, for others and for ourselves. And when we do truly, you know, love ourselves, when we understand, you know, who we are, you know, that we're children of God, that we don't need to be living with that fear, that we don't need to be living in those um, situ in those harmful situations. And then we are uh, going to be able to experience what that true love is, you know, that everlasting love that, that God has for each one of us. Mm -hmm. And then like the self-control part, you know, self-control to me is like the most important thing because um, as children of God, we need to have that self-control. There's so many things, you know, in this world that can upset us. Um, so, so many, I mean, it's, we're living in such chaotic times right now. You mm -hmm. get on social media, there's things that you can see that like upset you, that you want to just comment on, that you just want to, you know, get into debates about. And no, we need to have that self-control. You know, mm -hmm. we need to say, you know, this isn't a battle that I need to engage. This is just um, energy that I'm going to waste with this person that isn't even a believer of God, mm -hmm. you know? And so just having like that self-control um, as uh, children of God, um, knowing how to truly control our emotions, you know, having those, um, um, you know, all, like the fruits of the spirit really reflect in our life, you know, love, patience, kindness, you know, all of these things that, 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 that God uh, wants us like to be living in daily. And so this scripture just, you know, instills everything. It, you know, it's like my what what I live through like every single day. I'm not going to be in fear. You know, right now we see, you know, wars, you know, going on. We we know, you know, what the word of God says, you know, prophecy that's coming, you know. 
um, like to life right now. And we can't live in, in fear. We need to be confident and know what the end game is and know that, 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 um, no matter what is going to happen these days, these weeks, these years that God is in control. Mm -hmm. And so this scripture is just what I, um, you know, um, say to myself, like every single day, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to be uh, fearing that something's going to happen to my children because I have confidence, you know, I know that God is watching over them and I'm going to live, you know, with that love, um, in that authority, with that power that God has given us. And I'm going to take, um, that, uh, control of my emotions, you know, every day, Lord, you know, don't, don't let me do my will, but let your will be done, you know, and, and every day just um, su like submit our minds, um, our feelings, our emotions to God so that he's in control and not us. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So good. So good. Like you said, this scripture, it covers it all. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us. I mean, that was just so powerful. And Reverend Diane um, is out here. She says, and fear is torment. Mm -hmm. God wants us to walk in freedom. That is so, so true. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Nancy, for sharing that. And um, yeah, we need, we all need to meditate on that scripture mm -hmm. day and night. Um, so Nancy, this has truly been a blessing having you on the broadcast. I'm so glad that I got you on and prayerfully we can have you on again sometime in the future, maybe season five, <laughs> we'll bring you back. Um, but I truly, truly enjoyed this. Um, so let the, um, we're going to ask you to pray out, but before that, I want you to let the people know, um, anything that you might have coming up, um, how you would like for them to connect with you. Amen. Amen. So um, I do have a, a few events, you know, coming up. Um, we do have our session um, this month. It's the last Thursday of this month. We have it at 6 at six p.m. Our time here would be like 9 p.m. for you guys there. Um, but if any, you know, anybody is welcome, like to join, um, even if you just want to come and like, uh, listen to what we do, um, or even give us, you know, suggestions and be like, oh, you know, I really liked it. Uh, you might want to add this or, you know, cause I'm always open. I always love learning and, and, you know, getting new, new, new concepts, new ideas. Um, and so anybody can find me on social media. I'm on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I'm on Twitter, uh, TikTok, just everywhere. <laughs> and so um, I have my website. Um, it's nirazo.com. That one's where, like, I sell my books and just any, uh, you know, merchandise that I might have, um, like, for sale. But um, I do post, you know, regularly every day. I try to always have, you know, encouraging things. I always love sharing out, um, you know, any uh, podcast and, and anything that I find um you know that that's going to help and and just bless others and so i'm always available like on social media and i'm just so grateful you know for you having me on here i know that you know i spoke really fast and you know it's a, it's a short time because really like our testimony it's you know we could take you know hours talking about mm -hmm. it so many details and everything so i did kind of you know rush through it but it's just uh you know like the end of it is that i was able like to you know get out of it that because I was speaking life, you know, into my situation every single day, you know, there wasn't a day that, that went by that I was just like, okay, I can meditate, you know, on the negativity or on, on the bad things, but it's speaking, you know, that positive life, you know, into ourselves every single day. 
that's what's gonna you know help us uh, like, like to keep healing you know after it because you know even now it's been you know let's say like 20 years since you know uh, like I first started in that relationship I mean there could be memories that just randomly pop up mm-hmm. and so by me being filled you know with um with the word of God and you know with that uh life you know in me then I'm able just to say, no, you know, I'm not going to entertain those thoughts. I'm not going to, uh, you know, sit there and be like, oh, yeah, it it was rough for me. I I did go through that and like relive certain things. I'm like, no, you know, I'm um, and it is just an everyday uh, uh, process. So even if you've gone through it like several years after, you know, the the enemy is still going to always try to find ways that that he can come and like our and uh, uh, like attack our minds. But um, mm-hmm. I'm just so, uh, you know, grateful that I was able to be on here with you today. So I really do appreciate um, like your audience, you know, that that was here and I'll make sure that I get this shared out as well so that everybody can uh, can like continue tuning into your podcast as well. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I want um, to let you see Reverend Diane says, thank you, Nancy, for sharing with us. And and we appreciate you, Nancy. And yeah, like you said, we could talk all day long, <laughs> you know, about the ins and outs of it. But what you had to share was powerful, impactful. And yes, we de- um, I believe the audience definitely received that message. And I love that you said, you know, it, even 20 years later, sometimes things pop up but now you are empowered to know how to deal with it when it pops up how to speak life to it and how to continue to stand in freedom um so if you all are just hopping on because i see cassandra says she's just popping on she has to catch the replay yes if you all are just hopping on please 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 go back and watch the replay this was a powerful conversation with nancy i'm talking about life after domestic violence and we dived into some topics about the church and you want to go back and watch the replay, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Sonia says she will watch the replay as well. Uh, but then just again, letting you all know, make sure that you connect with Nancy at nirazo.com and then make sure that you connect with her on Facebook at Resilience by Nancy Irazo. And definitely if you are interested in those sessions that they have, I'm talking about the domestic violence. It's an intimate setting. You can be anonymous if you need to be. Um, Make sure that you um, message her um, through Facebook um, or even, I don't know, through your website. Maybe they can send you an email as well. Um, Just connect with her and let her know you're interested in those sessions. She said it'll be the last Thursday of this month at 6 p.m. Pacific time, which was 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Central, and 7 p.m. Mountain. Look, I don't got used to all the time zones now. (laughs) Learn how to break it on down. And if you're international, I'm sorry, but you gotta kind of figure out that time zone yourself. But you are welcome as well. Um, But again, thank you so much, Nancy, for joining us today um, and having this powerful conversation. And um, you all join Nancy now as she is going to pray us out of the broadcast. Amen. So thank you very much. And um, just, uh, you know, thanking God for this wonderful time of, of being able to be here. And so we just praise you, God, this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we present ourselves once more in your presence, Lord. Just thanking you, Lord, for everything that you've allowed in our lives, Lord, for waking in, waking us up this morning, Lord, for allowing us to 
breathe air this morning, Lord, for us being healthy this morning. We just praise you and we glorify you, Lord, for everything that you do in our lives. I just want to thank you, Lord, in, in this moment, Lord, for everybody that's uh, 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 listening to this podcast, Lord. I ask that you bless the audience, Lord, that's um, tuned in, like to hear us if they're listening to us now or if they'll hear us at a later time. I just praise you, Lord, for everything that you've allowed us uh, to to speak this morning, Lord, for just this wonderful time that 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 you've allowed us to share and to open up and and speak a little about about everything that you've um, permitted in our lives, Lord. I ask, Lord, that that you bless every person that's um, listening to the to us at this time, Lord. I ask that you help anybody that that might be in distress, that might be suffering um, any any violence, Lord, at this moment, Lord, any um, innocent lives, Lord, that are uh, uh, that that are passing through through hardships, Lord. I ask that your uh, protection be over their lives, Lord. That that your angels be sent out to anybody that's suffering, Lord, at this moment, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, that 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 you help those that are in need at this moment, Lord. Any petitions, Lord, that might be set forth right now, Lord. We ask that you help answer, Lord. And and we know that you're listening, Lord, at every time that we come into your presence, Lord, and that we that we ask anything in prayer, Lord. Your word says that we're two or three are, are united, that we're two or three are are in in agreement, Lord, that you're there, Lord, to answer, Lord. And so we just Ask, Lord, in this moment, Lord, that if there's any woman or any man, any person that's suffering any domestic violence, Lord, that, that you give them the strength to be able to leave that situation, that you give them that, that courage, Lord, to be able to speak to somebody about it, Lord, that if they're deciding in this moment that they're trying to like to leave that situation, that, that you give them that strength, that bravery, Lord, that they're able to like to make that decision, Lord. I ask Jesus, Lord, that the same way that you helped me, that that you help somebody that's in that current situation right now, Lord. I ask that you cover our children, Lord. Sometimes when we're young, we don't understand and, and we don't uh, fully uh, uh, captivate um, what's what's happening to us, Lord. I ask, Lord, that that you help minds that are uh, held captive at this moment as well, Lord. That that you help them to be able to break free from from any thoughts, Lord. Um, any thoughts where they think that they might just be deserving of that of that treatment, Lord. I ask, Lord, that that you help them at this moment, Lord. That that you give them that uh, wisdom, Lord, that they're able like to seek the help. That you place the right person in their lives, Lord. That that you're able to surround them with the right person that's going to be able to help them, like to leave that situation, Lord. We just praise you, Lord, ahead of time, Lord, for everything that that you're going to do. Uh, through this podcast, Lord. We just praise you, Lord, for every person, Lord, for every ministry, everything that's connected to my sister Sherry, Lord. I ask that that, that you bless um, every project, Lord, um, every work that's um, that that's going to happen, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, for everything that you've done in this moment, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Amen, amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much, um, Nancy, for praying for us. Thank you again for being here. Uh, Sonia says, uh, great job, ladies. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sonia. Thank you so, so much. Um, Reverend Diana saying amen. Um, so you all, thank you so, so much for joining us this morning. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week um, here, same place, wherever you're watching this now or listening to this now. Um, you can join us again next week. And um, we look forward to coming before you with another topic and helping you to make speaking life a lifestyle. And remember, y'all, what I always tell y'all, what I always tell y'all, y'all should know by now, but I tell y'all <laughs> that we must always, not just when we feel like it, not just when it's convenient, but we must always speak life. Love you all so much with the love of the Lord. Take care and be blessed. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sherry Speaks Life Podcast. I hope it was a blessing to you and taught you something new about speaking life. I would love to connect with you. Visit SherrySpeaksLife.com to learn more about my coaching program, my books, and other services. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sherry Speaks Life. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Remember to always speak life.